Hey folks, and welcome to this week's podcast. Today's guest, James Hand, is somebody, I'm pretty sure a listener sent me an email a year or two ago saying, here's a guy you are just absolutely going to love, and it's true, I just absolutely love this guy. Uh, long story short, he started making music as a teenager, played around West Texas forever, and then became sort of nationally famous in 2006 when he made his first nationally distributed record. He was in his 50s at that point, about 20 years ago. Uh, and uh, interesting guy, a uh, one of a kind. Uh, I want to point out the whole show is available at wfmu.org slash Michael, and we played a lot of James Hand uh, records, so if you want to hear those, head over there and have a listen. Meanwhile, hope you enjoy this, my chat with James Hand. With the fight. Then it's me and him, both of us out on a limb, do the same thing every There is uh, the great James Hand, and I believe he is on the telephone with us now. Good morning, Mr. Hand. How are you? Fine, fine, sir. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I see that you are playing this October at the Ponderosa Stomp, but you are playing, I, I notice I look in on your schedule, and uh, you regularly play in Austin and around West Texas. You were born in Waco, Texas. Is that right? What did your folks do? <laughs> they, they rodeoed. Mom was a barrel racer, Dad was a bareback rider, and then when they got too old to rodeo, we started training horses, and pretty much what it was. And were they folks who were uh, listening to music? Did they have a record player? Was the radio always on? What was the music like uh, growing up? Oh, yeah, yes, we had a, a, you know, surprisingly enough, Mama always listened to, like, Dean Martin and stuff, and when Dad was gone, I, that was really poor radios got to be too much in cars, so... I listened to Dean Martin and, of course, Tex Ritter. And, of course, the back then there were 78 records, you know. So, I don't know. I just, some of the songs I know now, I don't know where I learned them. I just seemed like this music was, music was always there. Do you think there's any, like, of that Dean Martin in, in what you do? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd jokingly tell people I think I look just like him and sound just <laughs> like him. And they just, but obviously not. Yeah, the looks I see, the, I see the resemblance. Yeah. <laughs> well, how'd you pick up the guitar? Who who taught you how to play the guitar? Well, that's a good question. Uh, uh, when I was all ten or eleven years old, I guess I, I saw one laying around, and, and I, uh, I took a couple of lessons, and I didn't bother it again for a couple of years, and then I I uh, just learned some chords, you know, picking around, and just 
you know, anything you really want to learn how to do, you, you, you don't realize how much time you put into it. And, and after I learned three or four cards, I started trying to holler a little bit, and then it just kind of went from there. So how young were you when you uh, first started playing in front of other people? Ooh, at 13, I reckon. And uh, how has West Texas changed since since then? I'm curious. Well, you know, not a lot until the explosion here happened a couple, three or four years ago, and it destroyed about half the town, and it's, it's changed quite a bit since then. But, but, but it's you know, it's, it's hard-working farming people, and, and uh Still, I still know ninety percent of the people in town, and and and, uh, and and that's a good thing to me. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a great place to live. I think. I, you know, there's some people that can't wait to get out, but they're always coming right back to it. How hot does it get in the summertime? Oh Lord, it, it's it's in the hundred, just like ninety-seven degrees down here now. Oh boy. Uh, so you're 13 year olds. You're you're playing in front of folks. Where? Tell me where are you playing in in dances at bars? W- w- what kind of crowds? Well. uh I joined. There was a, we had a little band called the West Polka Band, and Edmund Mark, rest his soul, he 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 did. He was all, was all just a bunch of kids. He hauled us around, made sure everything got done, and, and little did I realize just about how much that man went through to, so so we could all have a you know, all have a good time, and then just like that, and then and then of course you know in high school got to do uh, uh, you know high school assemblies and things things of that nature, and then high school dances, and, and then it just, you know, it, I, you know, that's a good question. It just kind of morphed on to to to, uh, uh, to, to, to what it's become. I, I never really intended on uh, on even having a, a CD. I, I used to just sit in front of a tape recorder and sing, you know. But but I don't know. I, I really don't I, don't. I don't think any artist can, take, can say they really started out on, on a chosen path that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But but uh, but back to your question about where it's just, it's a great it's a great little community. It sure is. One of the great things I think about your music is that there's some clear influences, and it's all stuff that that I like. But it's also a lot of originality, and you do a great job kind of folding those two things together. So was there a, a point? I mean, I guess you were a, a teenager in the '60s, the early '60s, the the mid '60s. Were you going back and discovering some old music? Were you buying old records? How did you kind of? Because you're not. Well, it originally started with my, was my grandmother. She had a big trouble, like a wind up trouble, and she had two or three uh, Jimmy Rogers records, and of course I listened to them all the time, and some. Lecture Zell records, and like I say, some Texture Lessons records. And when mom and dad was on rodeo and I stayed with her, so I had my ear that big trolla all the time. And then as, as I grew older, like through high school, I, I never, I really, I, I never changed. I just, I just, I never really tried to expand, like, to all the acid rock and stuff like that. I still just played, you know, what, what, I, what, I, what I knew. <laughs> you know what's sadly true? That, 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 uh, just like right now, I can't write like they write right now or sing like they do right now then they're a lot more popular than I and my high school classmates we bump into each other every now and then you know and then we still laugh about how they you know they were a lot more musically adept than me well but was this ever a problem for you in in uh you know, in gigs that audiences sort of want to hear a certain thing that you weren't giving them, or were they always happy with what your uh, idea of presenting country music was? 
Well, you know, not so much because because when I was a child, everybody was older. So they wanted to hear that that older, you know, what I didn't know was older. I just thought it was country music, you know. And 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 then now, when when someone you know comes to where we're playing, they can they know what to expect, you know. Hmm. So so I don't really know how to call it what kind of music it would be. It's just like it's it's music that that if you think it's going there, it's going there. You know, I mean, it doesn't have any kind of fancy stuff to it, and, and and I don't I don't ride because I want to sit down and ride something. I ride because something's happened. You know, I mean, that's I told someone if they wanted to ride a song about hitting their thumb with a hammer, hit their thumb with a hammer. But but the but the <laughs> thing that is, it don't count. It, it it don't count if you do it on purpose. Right. Yeah. I'm you know, I'm imagining you're in in West Texas and it's you know the you're you're a young man and uh you know so we're talking about the I don't know the early 70s the 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 late 60s and I, there's no cable TV there's no internet a- am I have I got the picture right that there were a lot more live music venues and people were going out and dancing and seeing music more yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. There were, but you know, because everything just wasn't right, right on the fingertip. You know, there were some good, good groups around here, like uh, Billy Upmore and, and a bunch of them. But they were, it was a thing to do on Saturday night to go to one of these halls. And it was just, it just mesmerized me. Just, just the whole, the whole thing about it. And, and of course, like I say, as I grew older, had had some, some, some gentlemen play with me that that were. Older than I, and, and, and they taught me a little bit, and, and the rest of it I kind of threw together. And I learned very early that if if you got people to dance, then you might get them to listen to you. Mm. You know, and, and then that's where it all starts with. Because back then everybody danced—the the waltzes and the polkas and the stuff, things like that. But like you say, now it's all at the tip of the finger. Nobody goes anywhere hardly. Uh, so, at what point did you start writing your own songs and adding those into the mix? Ooh, not much, not not much later than thirteen or fourteen. You've got heartbreaking songs and and humorous ones and songs that reflect your life. And like you said, you know, you write about things that actually happen to you. But not everybody does that. I mean, can, is there any way to put your finger on why you why you're driven to do that? Well, uh, uh, escape. <laughs> You know, it's it's, it's an, an escape. It, it allows me to to uh, let some of that hurt out and keeps the keeps the dark away. Keep at least keep the arms me for a little while. You know, I, I know that that, uh, that may sound a little trite, but but, it, but it's true. I, I can't. I I couldn't deem to write about uh, a space. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't get in a group and say, okay, we're going to write about this because it's current. I just, I don't think I could do that. I've never been asked to, but I just, I don't know if I could or not. And and, and the, the book writers, my goodness, I mean, I've, I've got, that's amazing to keep that many storylines together and it wind up with a, with an ending. And, 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 you know, when I feel like that three minutes is plenty, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> My hats off to every songwriter, every singer, everybody that even tries to do this for for a living because it's 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 uh, very 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 rewarding and very 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 unrewarding at the same time. From 
just the simple picture of a kid whose folks are in the rodeo and horses and beautiful uh, part of Texas, it sounds like a pretty good first part of your life, but so where does the darkness come from? Oh, you know, as you grow older, things, things you know, happen to you. But you're right. I, I had a wonderful childhood. I, did, I didn't learn how to walk until I got older enough so they put me down. Because <laughs> I got carried everywhere. You know, we, we had a very, very loving family, very, very tight-knit family. But, uh, you know, things happen to a fellow as, as, as you go through life. And, and if you don't learn to, to write about them, you just... It, they just explode inside of you, and and, and the next thing you know, you, you're uh, uh, walking around lost, more lost than than you, than you really are. And, and I think that that somebody has always needed to write a sad song, and somebody always has needed to write a happy song because the way the human psyche is it's just backwards when they're sad you want to hear sad songs when you're happy you want to hear happy songs you know and, and, and it should be just turned around I think but but, but who knows I know I know that goosebumps uh, and childbirths you can't take them and whenever a good a, whenever a good song comes to me I get goosebumps and I know that's God talking to me I know you've worked uh, training horses. You've worked as a truck driver for many years. You worked as a bouncer. Uh, what else have you done, and were you always, always playing gigs while you were doing those other things? Well, that's that's, that's about all I've ever done. And, yes, sir, I've always been, been, you know, found a place to play somewhere or some friends want me to play or, or we just get together and play. It's, it's almost like a rerun of the Little Rascals. Well, let's get a man together and put out some tickets and go somewhere. <laughs> but but if you I think if you ever lose if you ever lose the need to play or, or the need to sing or the want to be around people that play, then you you've uh, de- defeated the purpose of of what God gave you to do. Uh, I know that you've had uh, some brushes with the law, and I know that you've written a lot of songs about your faith, and it sort of presents this picture of a complex guy, and I think what you just said about how songs keep you from not being lost and kind of help you from not uh, keeping your demons bottled up, I think that's I think that's what I get from hearing your songs and, and talking to you now. I mean, you think that's a fair uh, view of, of, what, of how you are or what you are? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think, I think that's that's right on the nail. So for years you were you were doing this. You were working jobs to pay the rent and and playing on the weekends or or and writing songs and and put it. I think you put out a couple records on some small labels or by yourself. And then two thousand and six, uh, Ray Benson from Texas band Asleep at the Wheel and uh, producer Lloyd Maines produced this record called The Truth Will Set You Free. It's kind of your first record that was distributed nationally. It came out on Rounder. And how did that? Happened? Were you looking for that? Did they come and find you? What happened? Well, actually, uh, I, it was at South by Southwest, and Mister White, who owns the Broken Spoke, a very good friend, very gracious man, he let me sit in a, and sing a couple of songs. And uh, Mister Irwin, Ken Irwin, happened to be there around the records, and, and it went from there. And of course, I'd met Ray around town, you know, a little bit, and we were we were we were friends. I'd never met Mister Maines. But it it 
it was it was a it was a learning experience for me, and everybody everybody involved in it was, was very 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 knowledgeable and very kind to me because I didn't know anything about it, really, you know. But they helped me, and, and uh, you're happy with the results. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, got you know. But besides that, at that point in time, I uh, um, it, it was just like living a, 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 a dream, you know, and then. And then we did the second one, and uh, everything, everything was good was added, and, and then the industry just kind of turned. And then, uh, let's see, and then the, the last two I've done was uh, I mighted on some man, and, and on a hill, hill grass records, and uh, and then I did a, a a completely religious album called uh, Storm Clouds in Heaven, and, and Deborah. Perry produced both of those, and and I'm I, you know there's really not anything I could complain about except my sometimes I don't think I write as well as I ought to, and, and uh, uh, you know I, I sit around and think about the people that that are in the business that that are far more deserving than I, and, and I'm a, I'm a Christian man I I, I just want to be I just want to sing and let somebody know that I. And, and people to understand that I know what I'm thinking about. I, I don't understand. How do you say that other folks are far more deserving? What are you? How are you basing well, that on? Well, well, they 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 work harder at it, you know, and, and they they they. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I uh, I've got some friends of mine around here that, that just that are just just wonderful. It's a business. The business such as it is, it's just tough. You know, I mean, and I'm not bemoaning that, and I'm not whining or groaning or anything like that. But even music is the only thing in the world that 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 you don't have to go music 101. You know, it it, it happens so instantly, just somewhere, without any hardly any training at all. Like I can't read a note. At all, and and I really I'm more comfortable singing than I, than actually that I, that I am talking about it. But I want to give you honest and sincere answers because I've seen other artists just act like that they didn't think that they needed to. You know, they were just. They thought that their art gave them the right to be rude, I guess, but I'm, I just I can't do that. I appreciate it. I mean, I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable. Uh, it definitely seems like this record changed your life, changed your career trajectory for sure and it got you you know to europe and it got you on television some uh it it got you also on the grand old opry which is uh something so fun tell me about going on the grand old opry who else was on that night and uh what that was like well uh, uh mr anderson was on there and, and uh miss morgan and uh sammy kershaw and uh jimmy jimmy newman jimmy jimmy newman jimmy c newman he, he was on it you know, it was great. It was a, it was a thrill of a lifetime, and uh, it, it was just it was wonderful. You know, and and uh, I don't lose sight of it. And, you know, two or three times along the way, I along the way I might have uh, shot myself in the foot a time or two, and that's all that all just that all comes with the program. 
I read a quote where you said, sometimes I think the only person who hasn't been kind to me is me. And it's just, it, it does seem like you are, you know, you embrace this, uh, the music part of it and the rest of it, you, you have a little bit of a hard time with, but other people have been kind to you. I know that Willie Nelson was a kind of a booster of yours for a while. Did he just, uh, see you play a gig? Cause I know he, 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 uh, you played at his 4th of July picnic, which I imagine would be a fun event to to go to or to play at. Well, Pootie uh, Lott was his, was his stage manager, road manager for years and years, and Pootie and I were good friends, rest his soul. And he, he introduced me to Willie and, and got me in that group. And Willie, was a, he's a kind, gracious, wonderful man. Uh, and he, he really, he's, he, he's helped me immensely. You know, matter of fact, I can't, just like I say, and I say, and I, I don't say it jokingly. The only person that had been good to me is me. And, and that's the honest God's truth. Why is that? Well, uh... I, don't, I don't know. I, maybe I've heard it so much I just started believing it. You know, but, but I don't know anything about the business or how that works or, 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 or anything like that. And I just... I know that for two or three minutes, whenever you're singing and everything goes right, it's the best thing in the world. As I was preparing for our chat today, I was looking through the reviews of your records, and really, it's uncanny. The reviews of your records are so enormously positive, like almost like nothing I've I've read before. That must does that make you feel great? It, it makes me. It makes me the most humble. Uh, Matter of fact, I, I, it's a fine line between all shucks and thank you, you know. <laughs> and, and it makes me very, very humble, very humble, you know. And, and you'll hear people say, well, it don't matter what critics say. Well, yes, it does. It matters a, a lot because it, 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 if, you take it, if you take what you do to heart, I mean, I realize that, that, that uh, there's – when I hear listen to the radio now, listen to some of the the songs out there. You know, the worst thing a songwriter can do is say, "Man, I wish I'd have wrote that." You know, or "Man, I wish I'd have thought of that." Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that. Well, I thought of that first. Well, I wish I would have thought of that. You know. And there are there are songs that have yet to be written that are going to turn the world on its ear, and there are songs that have been written that have done a pretty good job of it. You know, the, the power of music is, is you can hear a song and go right back to where you were the first time you heard it, if you heard it in the first grade or if you heard it day before yesterday, I think. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their soundtrack to their life, yeah. One of the, one of the words I read over and over in the coverage of you is the word authenticity. And it, it strikes me that people are searching for authenticity and I'm not sure what that means because I I sort of feel like everybody is authentically themselves, whatever that means. But I mean, how, do you, are you? Do you feel that coming at you? And is that something that how do you, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, that's a good question. It's almost like when you see a poster saying "appearing live." <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope so. <laughs> but I, I think authenticity is is uh, uh, knowing what you're singing about. And, and and taking the time to talk to people and 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 you know be honorable to to what you do and just being kind to people or being nice to people you know just as long as they let you and and, and don't be a, a 
don't be an act. You know, be 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 real. Uh, do you still write? I mean, how do you write every day? How often do you do you write songs? Well, I, here lately it's been I've been pretty. I've written a lot here lately, but I don't just sit down and try to, you know, write a write a song. I, I, I it just happens, you know, when it when it happens, and 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 after all this time, I finally learned how to mash this record button on my telephone, so I don't I can get the, the idea of it down and, and, and not don't lose the tune. As a, as a matter of fact, uh, after we get through it with, the, I don't mean get through. I mean whenever whenever. I'll, uh, I'll send you one. Yeah. Okay. Great. Have you had time? Did you raise a family? Did Did you manage to get that done? Well, I I, uh, I married the same lady twice, <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, we have two two sons, and they're you know they're they're grown. Let me remind everybody that James Hand is our guest, and folks can go to the website jameslimhand.com for information about uh, where he's playing and uh, buy some records and uh, uh, just get information about the the James Hand news. Uh, It seems that you regularly play around Austin and sometimes other parts of West Texas, and uh, you'll be playing, as we said, in the Ponderosa Stomp October in New Orleans. I'm, 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 you know, and I don't say this, but I'm really, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to it. I've I, I heard so many things about it. I've never, I've never really sang in, in, in New Orleans before, and I, I love Louisiana too. Uh, it's. I think it's a great match for you because it's a really. Uh, I've been to that festival a few times and it's it's super fun and the crowd is is ready for anything and and ready to have a good time and ready to hear uh, music maybe that they ha- they're not familiar with. So it's uh, it's going to be a home run for you. I, I'm I'm quite sure. So uh, so these days, you, okay. So you're writing songs. Uh, you're you're playing uh, g- gigs around uh, and uh, w- what else do you do? What else do you do to relax to have fun? There, uh, I, I go fishing. I go fishing, and it, and uh, there's a, a a couple of tanks here behind the house. This this, this gentleman lets you go fishing at, and I got a little hammock down there. And although it's not 200 yards from the road, don't seem like it's just, just almost like being, you know, in another world. I, I like I like nature. I like I like wildlife, and I just like to be outside. James Hand, once again, uh, jameslimhand.com, and October 7th in uh, New Orleans at the Ponderosa Stomp. And uh, around uh, Austin in West Texas, check, like I said, check that website if you live down there and uh, want to see him. Uh, what are your shows like these days? What? Uh, how long do you play? And uh, You know, we'll, usually we'll play an hour and a half, but, but when we get a dance, we'll play, we'll play a four-hour set, you know, like a four-hour four set. Like this four? Sunday we'll be down, sir. Four, did you say four hours? Well, you know, like a regular dance. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's so, a long time, right? Well, well yes, it is. The, you know, the first two hours ain't so bad, but the last two kind of. But y'all, yes, sir. Yeah. Let's hear "Men Like Me Can Fly." James Hand. Uh, it's been a pleasure. What a, you're an interesting guy, and the songs are. I think the songs. I mean, it's funny because the songs, in some way, speak for you. But I, I wanted to hear you. Uh, say it anyway uh but folks anyone not familiar with this guy needs to go and uh, pick up some of those records and hear these amazing songs and i'm looking forward to whatever comes next well god bless you pal and i really really appreciate this and, and uh, 
tell everyone up there I said hello, and I'll be looking forward to seeing everybody down yonder. Oh, there's a place I'll soon be going, and I've been waiting for so long. For I can hear a trumpet blowing and an angel singing a song. So if you want to travel with me, we'll come along to testify. For in this place where I'm going, even men like me can't fly. Oh, there's a place right over yonder, and I ain't a talking about some hill. It's far above where mortals wander. So if you want to travel with me, we'll come along to testify. For in this place where I am going, even men like me can't fly. My mother told me of the beauty heaven brings. Now as a man, each thing she told me holds a pair of angels' wings. Now if you want to travel with me, we'll come along and testify. For in this place where I am going. Fly.